Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome back to another episode of the penny bloom podcast Tis i colton robertson and i am joined today by joseph george what is up homie what up what up this is uh one i've been waiting for and i oh, can't wait to a, dive it's in one it's mm-hmm. a fun one it is 9 45 a.m i'm sitting with my coffee you're sitting with your tea and we're just gonna discuss the godfather right quick you know, we, we're taking this journey, 52 years in film, and uh, this this is my most exciting stop so far. Mm. Oh, 1972, yeah. obviously this is only year three. We've had MASH and A Clockwork Orange. But I was excited for The Godfather, bro. This is the first one on the list that I was like, I know this movie, or I like this is a movie that I know of, you know, the first two I've never seen, but this one, you know, knew of, and I knew that it was great. And like, I had seen it. It had just been a while. And like Mm -hmm. when I watched it, I I wasn't getting it. I was just kind of like, Oh, Mm -hmm. you know? uh, Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, But, uh, (laughs) not, it's, it's a really fucking good movie. So to lay out what we're doing here again, you know, we're going 52 years in film and I've, uh, I've thought about it a little bit more, Joey. I'm a, I'm a edit. So, like, if you're listening to this now and you've listened to the other ones and you've been like, oh, what's he talking about date-wise? Yeah, MASH is actually on January 1st. Uh, a Clockwork Orange is January 7th. And today is January 14th. Sorry to get that all twisted. We tried to record in, a little in <laughs> advance and plan it out. We've officially got it set. That is how it is. It is January 14th. And we are discussing 1972's The Godfather. So, basically, every year, for 52 years, we are discussing a movie. But instead of years, we're going to make a week. So we're going to talk about a movie a week from 52 different years, 1970 through 2022. That last week of the year, we will discuss a film from 2022. So, it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We got uh, we got quite the the lineup of movies set up. And I'm mm-hmm. sorry for that convoluted explanation. There are better explanations uh, in 1970 and 1971. <laughs> uh, um, I, it's, uh, this this project is going to be super fun, you know, because a movie like this, um, I've, you know, to lay out how I like my history with this movie, um, I've seen it probably age 10, you know, like with watching with the family, like it, it was like my whole Cousins, everyone was over. We all watched it. Like, like, probably, yeah, 10. So I, I have no idea what's going on. I'm watching with my family. We're all distracted anyways. So the first viewing, you know, I'm already Yeah, distracted. you're a little, little tuned out. Second time I watched it, I was probably 13. And again, we were on uh, a vacation. The, this time, not with the whole family, but some of the family. Um, and 
I was again 13, not really paying attention. That was the last time that I watched it. So I haven't really watched it like ever, really. Like, uh, really yeah, when straight I up, I haven't it. watched it in 10 years. And if I haven't watched it in 10 years and I'm 21, I don't remember it. I yeah. don't remember it. Uh, there's some scenes that I like just remember. Like, there's some scenes that are just so iconic in the movie that like it's hard to forget or some lines. Well, and know, some like, and some have been immortalized. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, That's through true. memes and uh, quotes. I mean, uh, look how they massacred my, my boy. boy. <laughs> yeah, that's how they massacred my boy. Another uh, Kansas City drop in this movie. Um, another Kansas City drop in the Kansas City Mafia, integral to the mafia operation in the United States. I might add, pretty cool. Um, it's a uh, a really cool like Kansas City, just like geographically. Like it's just a really like it's an important uh, it just stronghold. makes sense. Yeah, just it just makes sense. A lot of the railroads, a lot of the highways come right through here and to go everywhere else. Like it's either here or St. Louis that like kind of makes sense, but uh I'm glad well, it's and here. There were, and there know. were crime families in St. Louis as well that were that were uh I mean Missouri Missouri like surprisingly relevant in the organized crime game. Uh mm-hmm. but yeah, it was uh, uh, interesting why my family chose here. You know, <laughs> and uh, beginning to put the the pieces together. The pieces all fall together at yeah. some point or another. <laughs> let's lay it. Let's lay it down for the people. This is The Godfather from 1972, written by Mario Puzo and Francis Ford Coppola, based on the novel by Mario Puzo and directed by Francis Ford Coppola. This premiered March 24th, 1972, and was quite critically acclaimed rather quickly. Uh, nominated for 11 Oscars, winning three of them, including uh, Best Picture uh, and Best Writing, with Marlon Brando getting the win for Best Leading Actor, uh, which he completely and utterly deserves, because holy fucking shit is Don... Like, I, I obviously, I, I knew Don Vito Corleone from Legend, but I didn't remember how cool he was from the movie. Uh, how but, do you, know, you, like... This is what kind of blew my... like. How do you just create, like, your own – like, he didn't have anyone to really base that off, you know? Yeah. That like, was just... everyone bases, like, mob stuff, like, off of The Godfather, you know? Like, this is like – Well, The Godfather is based off of a – is based off of an actual mob boss. True. So, but, like, they're... the way he just talks in his mannerisms, like, I guess that that's probably in the novel. Um, but, but like – still, like to... – because you got to bring it to life, and you got to bring it to life well, regardless of whether or not it's laid out in a novel. And it's not just easy to take something that was written in word mm. and then bring it to life through your actions. So Marlon Brando deserved all oh, the acclaim he got, yeah. and he also got some acclaim. You know, we're going to give him some shout-out every time because hometown pride and everything. The Kansas City Film Critics Circle Awards gave Brando Best Actor Let's for 1972 go. and gave Coppola Best Director. So we're going to I'm going to throw in if if there's a Kansas City Film Critics Circle Award to be given, I'm going to mention it. Uh, of course. Yeah. Just for the just for the hometown pride. <laughs> but it also and this I noticed this from the movie uh, instantly. And then to read this after I was like, that makes so much sense. This won a Grammy for its score. Mm. Uh, oh, okay. dude, that makes sense. It's special. Like, like mm. the way that this set a standard, because I was like. Oh, so this is the first movie that did that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't even know how to explain it, but the way they just laid out scenery and played the 
Like I, I can't even beautiful. describe it. Yeah, like yeah. uh it like the the way they set up like the shots, you know, just the camera, like um one that just sticks out. Yeah, I'm no I'm jumping to like to the very end. But no, like it. it just is like uh whenever Michael is like talking to his wife and he's like, I'll I'll let you this one time ask me. And then she like leaves the room to go get him some drinks or something like that. But the camera stays, you know, it's stacked. Like it, it, it just stays and you're watching her prepare. And then the guys in the background kissing his hand, like just the, the framing of every shot is like beautiful. Like it, and the, like everything you see is beautiful. Everything you hear is beautiful. The character, like, uh, and I will say there's this, uh, I, I found a couple of parallels to like our our last week's movie, A Clockwork Orange, and some of the camera work and the sound editing and the way it all comes together at points because like you said, that stagnant camera movement where nothing nothing's really move the camera's not moving, all the action's happening on screen. I remember that a couple times from Stanley Kubrick last in last week's movie and then the the effective use of sound, like and like obviously the end of this movie is one of the most iconic and best endings of a movie of all time. And the way you have Michael Corleone getting confirmed as the child's godfather. At the same time, he's renouncing the devil and in all his ways. And at the same time, all these murders, he is, he is taking out the five families are being committed in his name. And as, as all of it's, crescendoing more gunshots babies crying all this is happening babies crying is like a a thing they used often in this movie like just to to make you feel like just every time you hear a baby cry like it's just like it's unsettling yeah like damn this sucks um baby crying there at the the first don's funeral i think the first time he died uh baby cried there too like like um every time there was like a sad part in the movie baby cry like it was just like every time and uh it really does like i don't know it adds like i was like man if a baby's crying like damn this just gotta suck like i don't know that's how i feel every time i hear a baby cries like <laughs> this is this isn't a spoiler or anything uh there's there's this i think this has some influence on i mean obviously this movie has some influence on all mafia movies after but I can't express enough how much David Chase was influenced by this in the creation of the Sopranos and then mm. therein in the many saints of Newark. Uh, I think that that there was an effective parallel, uh, between this very aspect of the movie and the way they treat Chrissy Moltisanti as a baby in the many saints of Newark. Anytime mm. he's near Tony, he like cries his ass off mm. and there's like the whole, like, uh, they say they know things from the other side. Uh-huh. Like they know how terrible he's going to become. Like, to, yeah. like how, how, like, I, I love that. Like, and I, ba- think, I, I think basically that was... the same thing. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, it's your, he's the godfather and he holds the, you know, holding like the baby and then just starts crying like crazy. Like, it's like, uh, yeah, like I, I, I kind of can get behind that. Like babies can read it. Like, what I think is like since babies like don't know how to talk or use any of their senses, they can just read like the room very well. Like they just they know read the vibes. energies. Like I get you know like they feel the vibes. They contagious. Yeah, babies can feel the vibes. Um, <laughs> that's all they can do. Literally, that's literally all they can do. So yeah, uh, <laughs> you slowly lose touch with that uh, over time. But uh, 
if once you grow out of being a baby. <laughs> but uh, I do I do love the uh, the way that Don Vito Corleone is uh, portrayed at the beginning of this movie and throughout it as this family man. They don't they don't show you as much the brutality uh, from Vito mm. Corleone as they do later on with Michael. Mm-hmm. But what Michael's rise at the end of the movie makes you realize is that at some point his dad had to have been like that. Oh yeah. You know, like very, That's how very they get their point. start. That's yeah, how they like, get there. Yeah. And it, it, it's their goal, you know, to become, you know, like the family man and, and like, you know, he said, uh, like one of his quotes is like, Hey, you've uh, been spending much time with your family lately, you know? And he's like, mm-hmm. uh, no. And he's like, well, a man can't become a man if he doesn't spend time with his family. You know, like it's, it's very, family is very crucial, you know, in oh. every mob or a- any Italian, anything like family. And they lay that's that, what it's about. Yeah. They lay that out at various points in this movie. Like when, uh, Michael Corleone tells the dude, you know, you ever take a position opposite of this family again you ain't gonna like what happens bro like that mm-hmm. like you can't you can't even kind of do that can't even think about it like no. it's it's insane like uh i don't know like this is just a different time like i couldn't imagine like uh just be like being so loyal you know like you have to be so loyal, like to the point where you can't even have a, a thought of, uh, you know, betraying your family or like uh, not betraying, you know, because you really you don't think. Of it, but like just even the slightest going against your family like yeah. is, is, you know, a sin, basically, like it, it just you're over, you know, that's all well, it, it takes. It so. is really fascinating, too, because that very first scene really gets to the heart of what the mafia was about whenever the guy uh, presents veto with the with the fact that he he went to the police but the police won't help him he needs the the justice outside the law like he needs something to happen and he knows the godfather will provide and mm-hmm. i cannot i cannot fulfill this request i cannot <laughs> uh, you go to the police first you come to me you know like yeah, uh, yeah like come to me for, if you ever don't any ever problem. think about doing that shit again you mm-hmm. know like don't don't do that <laughs> I, uh, and I loved, I loved what he said too. I went to the police, like a good American. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> man, they're getting like, they're getting like right to the heart of the issue, like ASAP, you know? Yeah. This, uh, I don't know, just their, uh, this kind of seemed, and, and I know, I don't, like, I know the mafia portrayed in movies is all, you know, glorified and everything you know it's not legit but like this kind of felt what it would kind of feel like back then you know like at weddings at anything you have the don in his office just talking to everybody you know everyone's coming to him then he goes out and enjoys his time the the don can't refuse a request at his uh at his daughter's wedding day Mm -hmm. and therefore everyone and everyone's such a dumbass everyone is such a dumbass why on earth would you go to a man who is who has built his living on making and put on putting people in his pocket for owing him. Like you can't go to this man and ask for anything or else you're fucked. Yeah. Once you're in, even for a little bit, it's uh, you're in because <laughs> uh, a lot of people learn that lesson in this movie. Um, 
A lot of a people lot of were made offers die. that they just couldn't refuse. Um, <laughs> oh, and I love, I absolutely love that they don't expressly show you ever those offers. They mm-hmm. they only mention them by name. And, was... and it's always so casual. It's never menacing. It's not like, like, because I'm not going to lie to you. For years, before before I became of like relevant, critical thinking age, when I heard I'm going to give him an offer he can't refuse, I thought like, man, this man's loaded. He's going to give him oh. enough money oh. that he can't refuse. And then and then I was like, I was like seven, sixteen or seventeen, yeah. and I was like, oh no, nah, he threatens to kill them. Ooh. That's why. And then I love I love that throughout the movie that like uh, there was even like the most casual one was Al Pacino as as Michael Corleone whenever. Uh, Someone's like, "Well, how are you going to do that?" And he's like, "Well, I'm going to give him an offer he can't refuse." And then he just like he just like keeps talking about whatever the fu- like he was just like, "Yeah, it's just something I'm going to do." I'm yeah, and obviously, like, yeah. yeah, you know, I, I mean, come on, it's just uh, they can't say it, you know, they can't incriminate themselves, so they have to have these, say- you know, it's just like a a saying that yep. keeps them safe because no matter what, like legally. He made him an offer he couldn't refuse. You know, like, it's what happened. Like, he's not lying. He's no, just not a- keeping some of the truth out. But, uh, it, it like, the like uh, the Sopranos dives more into this, but I, I love the aspect of, like, uh, how it, like, tears your family apart, even though that they're, like, all about family, just because yeah. of how secret you, like, secretive you have to be and stuff like that. Um, and, like, th- this movie, like, I see, like, all of the mafia, like, uh, influence you know like now like they like these storylines that they touch like they touch on so many like just i mean it's a long movie so they had a you know a long time to to touch on stuff but it doesn't feel like a three-hour movie honestly whenever i was watching it like it, it really doesn't it really flows really well all the way through the pacing is really really well set it's uh well, just be, and I think that can be partially owed to the performances in this movie. Mm. I mean, you've got fucking Marlon Brando. Uh, Al Whenever Pacino. he dies, by the way, both of the times that he dies is at the market. Oh, you know, just falling yeah. over the car. Shot like yeah. five times, bro. Like, bro, got hit. Yeah. Because he got hit like I got hit, but he ain't fucking breathing. Like, this man is 50 cent. This, this man, like, and I, I was, uh, like, they definitely, like, uh, he's, you cannot get lit up like that, stay standing for that long for one. But, like, it, I just accepted it. Like, I'm like, this dude's the I godfather. Vito Corleone like, could if do If I want to see this dude fall to the ground, I want him to take as long as humanly possible. And that's what he did. He made it dramatic. It was awesome. Like, this was a death that I didn't have those thoughts of like, oh, this is so unrealistic. This dude is definitely dead right now. Like, I don't know. Like, I was, I was just like, like, I was like, oh man, that's like an hour into the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was that's like, true. I was like, I was like, oh, he's done like that. Like, this is one of the most iconic performances of all time, and he's dead in an hour into the movie, into a three-hour movie, and I was like. No, that can't be the case. He lived through this. But, but like, I, I had to logic my way out of it because I was like, this man got fucking clipped, bro. Uh, and there's a there's a really good parallel to this in The Sopranos, which you have already seen. So, spoilers alert for uh, The Sopranos here. Skip ahead a few. 
whenever uh, his Tony Soprano was first attempted assassination, mm-hmm. he's holding the OJ, and the OJ is what gets shot. Orange juice, oranges. He went to the orange mm-hmm. orange juice stand like Vito Corleone went that's to the awesome. orange stand. I was like, oh, that's fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, sick. like there, there's a lot of like overt overt homages to the godfather especially in that first season of the sopranos but uh until this watch i did not know luca brazzi came from the godfather like i've known luca brazzi outside of the godfather um it's just like uh i don't know like whenever people go to italy like uh they just say like luca brazzi like it's just like a thing that people like say um and I oh, had shit. no idea that it related to The Godfather, but I knew, like, that it it had this – people just said it just because it sounds Italian. But I knew also knew that people, like, said it in, like, a threatening, like, uh, you know, some scary man kind of way. And I never knew why. I'm like, who's He's this? a Luca Brazzi yeah. type. I'm like, who's this Luca Brazzi guy? Like, what – who is this guy? And I hear it come up, and I'm like, just all the lights go off. I'm like – Oh my God! This is what it all means. Like, yeah. this this is what it means. This is Luca Brazzi, and uh... well, and you know what's funny? Like, like I said at the top of the podcast, the Gabagool. I think that can even be owed to this movie. Like it, like because it kicks off at that <laughs> wedding with someone going, "Oh, I got the Gabagool," and like, <laughs> it's the, and like I think that is why it became an Italian stereotype because like if you see it in The Godfather, one of the most famous movies of all time across American culture, all about Italian Americans and Italian and Sicilians and, and Italians straight up, it's going to become an Italian stereotype just because like it's the most famous movie there's ever been. That's true. You're one stereotyping like stereotypes come from movies usually too. A lot so of like I mean like it's important what our media mm-hmm. portrays is what we think of, you know, like it's got to be clearly made satire for us to think otherwise. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, uh, I'm just, I'm glad that I sat down and watched this movie now, you know, I'm 21. I can actually critically think of a movie, you know, not like a 13 year old, um, just watching. Whoa, they're going to shoot family. that guy. Yeah. Whoa, that's a horse head. Um, and I could appreciate this movie for what it was and not just take out all the cool stuff. Um, and I, I don't know, like, I'm just really glad that I kind of waited until now to, like, give it, like, my real first watch. Because mm. um, I, I, I don't know. I This movie has a 9.2 on IMDb, and, like, it and deserves, IMDb like, is, is stickler it, with the Yeah, and that's hard. And, like, it de- like, this movie, like, it's just one of my favorite movies I've ever watched now. Like, uh, oh, undoubtedly. I mean, yeah. I, I was mentioning the performances earlier, you know, Marlon Brando, Al Pacino and Diane Keaton. I didn't know Diane Keaton was in this fucking movie. I'd never known that. Like, apparently this launches Diane Keaton's career and now she's one of the most famous actresses of all time. Dang. Like yeah, this, this movie is like it makes sense. It has so many of the most famous actor, like legendary actors there's ever been. It's, uh, the cast is definitely nothing to scoff at, that's for sure. I um, mean, James Caan and Robert Duvall, who appeared in MASH just a couple weeks ago, uh, for, for us, he was, uh, the Reverend, I think. Mm. It's just, the cast was great, but, like, 
every person killed their role. Like it just, they casted very well, it seemed, or just like, it's just a very well-written story um, for people like to perform well, but like there wasn't a character that like took me out of it ever. Like, Oh no, absolutely not. You know, they all did so good. I mean, I like, I, I, uh, I really liked Michael like through the movie. Um, I think he did like, you know, even though like you're kind of meant to well, be on opposition of him, like it's kind of, uh, he doesn't, he goes, he goes anti-hero. He goes, yeah. he doesn't go full antagonist. Mm-hmm. He just, because, because you watch this whole movie through the lens of rooting for the Corleone family and hoping that they make it out okay. And you're like, God damn it. They got Sonny fucking do something about it. Like he got lit up. Oh, <laughs> I bro. forgot about that. That's, I thought I would remember that, but that was like, that shocked me. Like, uh. I really thought, um, I don't know, because he was he was on his way to do some killing, and I, oh yeah, I, he the was last like, thing he was I like, expected, yeah, was him. I dying. love I love that they always came to Tom Hagen too, and were like, "You are not a wartime consigliere. Like you're a good consigliere, but hey, this ain't for you. You were a real peaceful motherfucker. Mm. We got to do something about this." Yeah, oh man, but yeah, he uh, there was no doubt that he was dead. Um, oh yeah, he got hit. At least, at least 20 times. <laughs> like, uh, whenever you have someone that survives five, to kill someone... You gotta go over le- the top Yeah, you it. gotta go. Like, uh, felt bad for the the guy in the ticket booth, like, the pole guy, because, like, I, did he stand up at the end? Or, like, because he just ducked down, but, like, he definitely got shot, like, uh... I don't know. I, oh, did, did he, he get shot, too? too? I thought I thought he was in on it. He might have been in on it. At, oh no, he was definitely in on it. Because he uh, had to duck before they came out. Because I, I, I remember him ducking, but I, I don't think like he came back up with his own gun. I think he just stayed down there. Um, okay, so maybe they were like, "You better just like if you want to live, get the fuck down." <laughs> but looking at the bullet holes, like after everything's said and done, like where that guy ducked down specifically, there was like. Yeah, like five hundred of them there. He's dead. And I just yeah, like I I think I don't know, I think it's it's either that he was in on it totally and he like had a gun too and I'm just forgetting, or I like he's totally dead and like it's just kind of funny that they uh didn't really bring it up or, or mention it. But Oh yeah, no, I yeah, I think uh it's probably safe to say they didn't care whether or not that dude lived or died. <laughs> uh yeah. so he probably died. Um but fuck, man, this was a good movie. Like, I think that, I mean, so far of our first three of our first three viewings, seventy, seventy one, seventy two. This is my favorite movie that we've watched. Um, and I, it was just special. Like, mm. there are so many shots in this movie that are just so memorable, and so much camera work that just, like. It's iconic. Like, it, 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 it's so, cl- I, I feel so clearly the influence it had over the, uh, over the foreseeable future of film. It's like, interesting uh, watching something that's iconic for the first time. Like, yeah. uh, but you can, if it is iconic, like, you know, while you're watching it for the first time, like, watching Star Wars for the first time, like, people had to have just known, like, this is going to be iconic. Like, 
they had yeah. like the feeling, you know, like this, this is its own thing. Like, and I, while I was watching this movie, like I already know this movie's iconic. So like, yeah. I know it's going to be good, but like you really get that feeling. If you watch, if you were told nothing about this movie, you were completely, you know, knew nothing and you went in, you would know coming out of this movie that like, that was, that's a classic. Yeah. That's an instant. Well, I'm curious on, uh, your favorite scene. Like I was trying to think of like just picking out a scene that I liked the most. It's, I got it. I know my favorite scene. Hmm. Mine uh, is either the ending just because it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like, kind I of think a that's cop probably out. my favorite, but I was going to come up with yeah. something. I was going to come up with something more specific. It's, uh, it's Vito and Michael sitting down discussing the situation at hand about what's going to happen and how they so subtly plan literally the entire ending. Mm. Uh, and, and that the fact that Vito is so like, so laid back, so sly and is like whoever. And he's so right. Like he, like he's been, he's been in this shit so long that he's like, I know exactly what's about to happen to you. You need to be ready. Whoever comes to you with the with the peace offering from Barzini is the one you need to look out for. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and then they they go on, like that whole scene. I loved it. And I mean, like that's a good one. No, I, I also like I also like Vito. I also like Vito Corleone's actual death scene, where he where he's just like mm, playing with his gets, little his yeah. grandson or he gets whoever. the. I know he got shot five times earlier in the movie. But I think that across the board of our mafia archetypes, that's like the ideal, that's the idyllic ending. Like, I think there's a chance that (laughs) the characters in The Sopranos and stuff, like the reason like Chrissy Moltisanti and stuff are comfortable getting into the game is because they they see Vito Corleone make it all the way to the end of his life and die naturally playing with his mm. his grandson. Mm-hmm. Like I th- like I think there's an influence that would have on like some of the characters who gl- glorify and glamorize it later on, like Henry Hill and shit like that, and Goodfellas. Like I, I think there's got to be a degree of that. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Yeah, it was. Uh, every time he died, he was doing something just nice and calm and peaceful. You know, I mean. When he gets shot, he's just at the market getting fruit, you know, like it's, you know, just nice. And the second time he's with his family playing in a garden, like it's, yeah, it's the way you want to go. You know, a family man, you know, I, even though it's not with all of his family, it's kind of like, uh, it was beautiful that it was with like a grandson. I I don't know exactly. And he was like, it was like the perfect age kid to not. Uh, exactly like traumatized uh, by the event that happened here mm-hmm. uh like he'll obviously probably grow up and be like fuck that Damn. was wild like, like i really was there for that yeah <laughs> like that'd be pretty scarring uh but he's just young enough that he doesn't understand what's happening they were playing he's like oh shit grandpa's not getting up i better go get somebody uh but the fact that he kind of mocked him too after he yeah he was like, like eh, 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 and he kept praying yeah. him for a second like <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, his performance, man. I, like, I understand now. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I understand why he won awards for this. Like, I understand why it's iconic. Like, the cat, the way he talks, 
his quotes, everything about him, like the like. Look how that massacred my boy! Oh my god! Like he, man, he just he killed it. Like he killed this role. Oh, he killed and like you got to see the little bit of a we don't see him get overwhelmingly emotional obviously uh, on a on a lot of occasions because he is pretty laid back he is pretty put together but there's also that scene where uh johnny fontaine comes to him crying and he's Mm -hmm. like the fuck are you crying Mm -hmm. like and he like rips into him and it's the only time i think we see him like yell in this movie i think and it's like yeah Okay, I also get why this guy was scary to everybody. Like, mm-hmm. you get well, all thing, the sides. Yeah. That's you get all of, the sides of the mafia. You're not allowed to show emotions, or just men in general. You know, at that time, not oh, even yeah. just the mafia, but like no. especially the mafia, especially Italian families. Like the guys, they don't show emotions. I mean, that's what the Sopranos is about. Tony hiding his therapist, you know, from everybody. Yeah. So and during this time, it's even more serious. You know. It's, and, uh, it's crazy after having watching this and uh, like watching this after I've watched the entirety of the Sopranos. Mm. It's wild how it feels like this show, that show was just like, all right, what if we took the Godfather and we made it 87 hours? <laughs> like. True, because because like they they really do just expand upon the themes that this this entire movie lays out. Like uh, like you said earlier, the uh, the the way it tears apart the family, even though it's all about the family. Like when uh, Michael Corleone's talking talking to Kay at the end of the movie, and is like, "I'll let you this one time. Ask me about my business. Do it." And she's like, is it true? And he goes, no. And she's like, okay. I was like, that was so Tony and Carm. Like, that was so Tony and Carm. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, you, obviously, yeah, like, you get into the show, and Carm's a little bit more aware of the shit going on. But uh, I think Kay is to a degree, too, especially at the end of this movie. Like, she watches the door close, and it's like. She knows. Yep. The door's closed on that. He's He is the godfather now. He is the Don. Hmm. That uh, speaking of endings, like Mash, the ending was cool because the credits were just cool the way they did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you know, born. you get the you get the happy ending. You get yeah. like, you know, our protagonist gets to go home. He leaves the war. That's fun. Clockwork Orange. It's it's a kind of a a brain buster ish ending, you know. But this, you get it though. Like, yeah, but this was like an ending you felt satisfied like this was like i don't know like i wasn't well and it's so it's so cool because it 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 did lend itself to a godfather part two it was like it was like they did wrap up the entire story as they'd laid it out there but then they were also like but guess what the ending of this story is literally the beginning of the next story like it like michael corleone is now the godfather that's a whole other thing. You know, like, I love that. I love that. My, uh, my favorite scene, I think, was the meeting between the five families mm. uh, whenever they organized that after Sonny's death. Um, and whenever oh, I, I, his, I like, the immediacy when he learned that um, Sonny had died, that he was this like, war right, is well, over. this has to end. Yeah, yeah like, like, this war is over. Um, and where he's just talking, you know, getting all emotional, and he's like, I swear by the by the souls of my grandchildren that I'll like 
I will do anything to 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 hold the peace or or something along those lines. And and you know the guy. I won't be the. I promise I won't be the one to break this peace. Yeah, yeah, and guy gets up all all emotional hug everyone literally claps because like it was yeah. so beautiful like i wonder if uh if the clap was intent or like if uh if that was written or if really like, well, like it, everyone it was just like do. god damn that was beautifully acted like, legit, legit i w- like i wonder if that was improv um and they were just like you know what like kind of works i don't know um well, that that was I one did, of my notes. I didn't take really any notes during this whole movie just because I was just absorbing everything. Oh, and see, I've done I've done the exact same pattern with mm-hmm. every movie so far, where I I take I take notes like my my hitting the high notes for about half the movie, and then I'm so enthralled in the movie that I immediately I stop and like I don't have notes for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that happened. That happened about an hour into this movie because it's such a long fucking movie. So there's like a lot. There's a lot that I don't have reactions to and stuff. But I've got plenty of notes here that are uh, <laughs> that are kind of funny. Uh, but no, I, I this movie was so fucking good. And you know what? Let's hit let, let's hit the high notes, if you will. Okay. Yeah, my I only had only a few, only a few notes, and one of them was was the clap improv. That's one of mine um gotcha and the the other is wow this scene is my favorite this uh the meeting between the five families so two of my three notes come from this one scene and then my last note is just of the ending and i was like that was an ending to a movie like that I, was like ending bro yeah. <laughs> it felt so good but here let me let me let it, i said my first note is y'all gotta be careful asking the godfather for shit mm. And then we've talked about a lot of the, a lot of my other notes. I said that this scene gets to the core of what the mafia is. We are, we already touched on that a little bit, how they provide protection outside the law, but in that protection, you must provide them with something else, which is how they fuck you. Um, mm-hmm. uh, love a mafia wedding. Mm. Absolutely love a mafia wedding. And if you, if you are making a mafia movie, I feel like you have to have a mafia wedding because Got to have the FBI agents writing down the license plate numbers outside yep. too. Like, yep. uh, got to the wedding. It's all about family. You know, everyone's there for it. The wedding. It, yeah, I mean, it, it really is like it's it's the defining. It's like the best way to get to know the family of of because like it's all about family. It's a celebration. Everyone's there and positive and happy. There's no better way to start a story and introduce mm. everybody in everybody in the crew. Yep. Uh, or 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 these other events like a confirmation or or stuff like this like these family events where like it's like the important mm-hmm. people are here mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying uh i loved uh the sequence where the bride is getting all the cash in the envelopes uh and somebody nearby is like oh if this was somebody else's wedding uh-huh i would and then that's, that's when 30, someone runs yeah, up and goes oh i got the yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah man that bag be so easy to take yeah like 30 it, it was like thirty thousand, forty thousand yeah. dollars. Mm-hmm. if this was somebody else's wedding i'd be and i'm like i cannot blame you bro that is right there and that is fifty thousand dollars in that bag um oh and it was no sicilian can refuse requests on mm-hmm. his daughter's birthday or birthday wedding mm-hmm. uh daughter's wedding day uh Italian, I, very I, proud I asked, of where they come from that's for oh, sure for sure <laughs> 
I asked the question, why even hire photographers for a mafia wedding? Yeah. Uh, I, well, it's probably the, uh, the daughter and the, you know, like they hire them. It's just like, uh, well, if they, I they probably keep the, they probably keep the pictures of them. It's just like, yeah, like they, they did like take, you know, and that was like a, a pretty cool part where it's like, uh, where's Michael? You know, like we're not taking a picture. We're not taking the picture without Michael. Yeah. Like, uh, and I love, I love that throughout this movie too. You feel like you feel how much Sonny is trying to compensate for not being Michael. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like Vito even says it later on in the movie, how he never wanted this for Michael, but now it is. So he's going to have to do it. But like, this was old, like Sonny was going to be, he was the oldest. He was the natural successor. Like it was just like, maybe that would be the case. But, uh, you could always, you always felt the sense that from that scene, from that scene, you feel the hmm. sense Vito has a bit of a favoritism towards Michael over Sonny. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, the only, like the, cause I had no idea that, uh, Michael like became like, I, cause the second movie I've never seen ever. So, uh, we'll be watching it soon. Yeah. Cause it's our 1974 yeah. flick. So I'm very excited about that one because people say that it's even better. It's than better. Others. Yeah. So. It's, it's, I've heard it's the best of the Godfather trilogy and this is fucking fantastic. And I had so. no idea that Michael was the one who became, you know, the Godfather in the new dawn. So like this was all, you know, shock to me. And whenever I, you know, his character, like I was truly introduced to him as like the war hero, the good son, the guy who's out of it, you know. Like I'm like, oh, good for this guy. He made it out, you know. He's Bro, doing his own I thing. I was looking at the, I was watching that, and I was like, hold the fuck up, is Al Pacino playing the the good son who went off and fought in the war and came uh-huh. home and is the hero? Al Pacino. This du- I was from there. I was like, this dude's got to start getting into some shit. Mm. Uh, and whenever he's like. You know, he's like, I want, I want to kill these guys, and everyone there's like, they hesitate for a little bit, but really they're like, all right, let's do it. You know, yeah. like they just start going into planning it out. You know, like he's never done anything. Like he's a soldier; he's killed people, like obviously, but like this is a different type of murder. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a whole, you know, it's civilized murder, and civilized murder. Like this is him really getting into it, and they really like didn't try to stop him at all. And I was like. Man, I was really rooting for this guy, you know, and uh but then I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, this is well, what it's it's into. it's really fascinating because it seems like they're making this they're making the statement that someone who is brought up and creates a life and a knowledge base for themselves outside of it could come into it and be really fucking good at their job, mm. like. Almost like being in the mafia your whole life gives you blinders. Like it's like you don't like you can't see what's wrong with within the organization unless you are outside the organization to see what is wrong. Uh, mm. And obviously, I think Michael Corleone is a really interesting character, too, because he's also incredibly faithful to his wife. Uh, does not fuck with the disrespecting women aspect of their culture, uh, which is all over the place in the mafia and all mafia movies is how badly they, they treat women. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
he does a pretty good job. Uh, unless yeah, I'm like, he, unless uh, unless the scene's flying over my head that I'm completely forgetting about. I think I, the only time that he like ever, flies off the handle is when he's like, "I told you not to ask about business." Yeah, that was it. That was I think the only time that he ever raised, you know, his voice or anything. I think, and I think movie. that made it clear that he was Vito's son. Like mm-hmm. he, like we're basically getting, we are getting the true successor to Vito. Like this, this kid is gonna be as good, if not better, than Vito was in his role. Uh, mm. and Sonny just wasn't built that way. He was the hothead. He he reacted. He didn't think. He wasn't methodical. So like, ultimately, better for the family that Michael Corleone mm-hmm. uh, rises yeah, I think- to the top. I think a reason that this movie is so good is that they really don't focus on like the uh, the negatives of the mafia at the time. Like, there's obviously some racist things that are brought up um, oh, at various points, yeah. Um, but it it's kind of that takes a backseat compared to some of the other movies in this time, um, and it's really more focused on the story, the family. Um, like during the meeting with the five families, you know, when they decide that like who gets the drugs yeah like they're like yeah well and that whole sequence too like that that carry that conversation carries on Mm. up into the sopranos because i mean the reason spoilers again big pussy gets gets caught is for selling heroin and like Mm -hmm. there's conversations throughout the sopranos about whether or not drugs and drug moving and trafficking ruined the mafia because mm-hmm. it came with serious sentences. Guys were folding more because it came with serious sentences. Like, I love that Vito Corleone's, like, way throughout this movie was like, yo, we can't do that. That is dirty crime. We get to yeah. do we get to do our thing. You know what I'm like saying? Like, the boys were proposing it to him, and they were all excited. Like, oh, he's definitely going to, like, be on board with this. He's like, this is but so much. They're in- like, this is so much money. How could he say no? And he's like... Hey, I don't give a fuck about the money. We can make more money as long as we're not getting locked the fuck up. He made a very good point. I mean, this is a mafia point, you know, not a not a good moral point. But he was like, it's not like gambling or women or anything like that where the FBI can look the other way, you know, for that, like a sort of thing. Like drugs, they don't look the other way. Like they won't help you at all. Like it's this is not a gray area, you know, with them. It's like you're going to get boned. Like if you, if you go down this route and, uh, it, it is like, cause like they were like, we have cops in our pocket, but as soon as we get drugs in the game, those cops will fold. That's not part of the, that's not part of the deal. And you see the, you know, and him the ultimate making the speech there and people is just really racist. Yeah. Uh, well, him, and, yeah. and also, um, uh, adopted by our own United States government. Mm-hmm. Uh, this method for the 1980s uh, crack uh, epidemic. At least they didn't sell them to children or have it in schools. At least they have some moral compass to say no children. Yeah, um, yeah, they're like. But d- then they turn around in, in two seconds and uh, we'll just give it to the black. Throw that people. right away. Yeah, but and uh, it was just oh god, I, I, and it was like of course because like that is that they've always made that clear in mafia movies that that's a part of. That's a part of the Italian, their Italian macho way is like, if you ain't Italian, fuck you. Like, that's kind of like. I don't know of another ethnic group that is more racist than Italians. Like, uh, 
I, I, I can't name an, I seriously can't. Um, it's whether it's just like the fact that they love their family so much that like, you can't even like, I don't know, like even today, like my family, like they expect me to like have an Italian wife. Like it's just very weird. Like, uh, you know, like it's just kind of like even today, like, like, well, I feel and carrying it on into today is like, okay, really get your shit together, guys. Like, yeah. Like, if I were to bring a non-Italian girl, like, over to a family function, like, I would get, like, I'd feel uncut. Like, I wouldn't want to. Like, just out of respect for the girl. Like, uh. <laughs> Damn, bruh. Yeah, like, it's, I, it's, I don't know. Like, I, uh. Love they're my serious family, about love it. them to death, obviously, but there's some changes that could be made. That is for <laughs> sure. There's plenty um, of them. There's plenty of them. And uh and obviously those are always the aspects of these characters mm-hmm. uh that are the hardest to to get behind. And obviously along with the murder and uh, uh typically the beating of women and uh the pimping of women. Uh that's pretty mm-hmm. rough as well. Uh, very rough even yeah it's not mafia doesn't make money uh cleanly by any means (laughs) it's pretty pretty dirty but yeah it's rough uh it leads for good story not for good we could take a positive out of it um taking try to take a positive it led to this movie to be made i guess um i I suppose I suppose. Yeah, take all the evil in the world and and try to see what positives came from it. Do you remember got a that good scene? Movie out of it. You remember that scene towards the beginning of the movie? One of my one of my notes here is this man this man pissing his pants talking to Don Corleone. Do you uh, remember? I think it was a uh, the guy who ended up folding for the Barzini crew. Uh, he came to Don Corleone and was like, "Uh, sir, I, uh, yeah." I was like, oh, and he was like towering over him. He was so much bigger than him, and he was just pissing his pants talking to this man. I was like, okay, I see. And, you know, he's – the Don's just standing there like that's normal, you know? That's yeah. that's how people talk to him. Like, that's respect. Like, uh, he is just cool. You know, we don't see all the bad stuff he did. You obviously know he's done some bad stuff, but like you look at him and you're just like, he's a cool guy. Like he's calm, collected. He knows what he thinks, you know, like he's smart, strategic and just, ah, like Mm. what a character. And whenever you see big, I think it was Luca Brasi. That was the one who was talking to him all ner- nervously. I think. Oh, it was it right was before Brazzi. he died. It wasn't Tessio. It was Luca. It was Luca Brazzi. You're right. It, I think it was Brazzi. I think it was before he was going to do the hit. Um, so, <laughs> right before that, though, uh, Michael is talking to Kay at the at the wedding, and he's telling a story about Luca Brazzi and Vito Corleone. He's like, uh, she's asked, she's kind of inquiring about what they do. And uh, he's he's letting he's letting her know, you know, because he, he's telling a story about Johnny Fontaine who's performing over there. And he's like, mm. so, uh, yeah, the way he made it in the biz, this is how they 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 went up to the to the guy who gave him his break and gave him an offer he couldn't refuse, you know. Uh, and Luca Brasi <laughs> was there with him. And 
they they describe Luca Brazzi as the big menacing brute who's uh who's the muscle and did all the work, and then we cut to him pissing his pants talking to Vito Corleone. That's right. That's which right. is uh really really fucking funny because mm. you know they just described him as the big badass. Yeah, I like how they they used uh like. Michael talking to his wife was kind of basically letting the audience know how the mafia like functions, you know, like, like, uh, it was used as like, uh, if we need to explain anything, we'll like, just do it here. Like have Michael literally just explain like how like stuff works. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, I don't know. It was kind of nice. Like, uh, just having that like explanation because, I think everyone ha- like has the general idea the mafia they make money from bad places but like the like what actually like goes on like behind the scenes of how they actually make their money like what they do to plan you know to do these things like all the meetings they have like it is yeah, kind of yeah. nice like uh just getting that like background information even though this is still a movie and you know it's not the legit mafia but it's cl- closer to what I imagine is legitimate um, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine so. I'd imagine so. Yeah, this um, uh, mm, one thing like... that has uh, been immortalized in this movie that I had, I hadn't remembered, but knew was a scene that would be coming at some point was the dude waking up in his bed covered in blood next to a horse head. Mm. Uh, and <laughs> I was like, "Yep, yeah, yeah, that is a dude waking up covered in blood next to a severed horse head." Uh, that would suck. That would, would suck. I, my note, my note was, bro, fuck, waking up covered in blood with a severed horse head in my bed. I didn't know it was a horse head. I thought he was bleeding. And I'm like, okay, if he has this much blood, like he's definitely bled out by now. And I'm like, what's going on here? And then blanket comes off. So like, yeah, this is a scene that I didn't remember. Uh, so it was definitely a shock. Well, in the scene prior where he's talking about how this horse is his prized possession and how he's not even going to take her to race because <laughs> she's so beautiful and like, mm-hmm. what? Wonder if uh, has any sopranos? Yeah, no. Uh, like I have another one. I like I I have to think that had an influence on the whole Pio Mai storyline in the Sopranos. And then uh, there's this tiny scene, uh, and I don't know if you're you're here yet, but it's not really a spoiler. Uh, Bobby. Bacala, uh, Junior's kind of caretaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he is obsessed with model trains. That's his hobby. Uh, I don't know if you've. I don't think you've gotten there yet. So. But he likes he likes model trains. <laughs> he likes playing with model trains. Okay. And there's a scene where Tommy Hagen is picked up by the Tataglias next, like, and he's he's admiring a model train. So like, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if like they took like the tiniest things from The Godfather and were like. Let's apply that to this guy's personality because that's awesome. Yeah, that's a uh, that's sick. Like, I wish uh, now now when I watch The Sopranos, I'll actually have something to kind of base stuff off of, um, and hopefully pull some some influence from. Uh, yeah, because I I think I am starting season five. I think I'm on season five, like episode two is gotcha. like what I'm on. So no, yeah, you 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 took a you took a little break here at the exact same point that I took a break because you need a break after the end of season four a little bit. You're kind of like, all right, let's take a breather. That was a lot. Um, it did kind of feel natural, yeah. Just to I don't know. I've just been watching regular show at, at night now. Uh, I'm almost yeah. done with it, so 
So yeah, the break's almost over. Um, I'll, I'll oh, get back yeah. into the Sopranos soon, which I'm excited for. Um, oh, now fuck. after this, I'm definitely excited for it. So. Oh, I bet. And I mean, you you might want to wait until after uh, the Godfather Part Two. Even. True. Uh, we, I mean, we've got various mafia movies over the course of these uh, over these fifty two weeks here. But uh, I, I'm a I have a few more notes here about Luca Brazzi. Mm. I got okay. Luca Brazzi going undercover. We got Corleone versus Tataglia beef. My next, my my next. That was note. a cool scene too. I forgot. My next yeah. note. Oh, he real dead. <laughs> that would suck so bad to have your hand like. Like, uh, okay. Like, and whenever he's falling down, like off the bar, having his hand stabbed into the bar, like pulling, like it's like it's stuck, but then the knife, like, would be like, oh, like, oh, like just kill. Like, I would rather just take a gunshot to the head. Like, if I, if I was stabbed, like, like that, I, oh, Bro, that, God, that would suck. That. Oh, fuck that. That shit was difficult to watch, bro. And they they strangle him, which is a method they use a couple times throughout the movie, mm-hmm. uh, including on uh, Michael Corleone's brother in law, who uh, Clemenza goes ahead and does the does the deed, and he kicks out the windshield like and the struggling camera, so hard. How his foot ends like whenever he dies, like his foot is like perfectly like filling up like half the camera, you know, and like you see like just the his foot and then into the car like that camera like was i don't know how they did that because the camera was on the car i i would assume he was meant to kick through the windshield like i would assume that was planned yeah it might not have been but like i assume it it was then the car starts to move though like they legitimately i think drove that car oh yeah Um, the car starts to move which i didn't uh which i I noticed, but like then Michael Corleone just kind of walks away, and I can't tell if the car is driven away or if it's still right. Did there. the car like, actually go, or did they just put car sounds in? I could see in the background, like the car it was, was legitimate. Moving. Like, okay, so like this ca- camera had it just been like strapped or like mounted to the front of the car, but how they just got like the framing of whenever he died and let out like his last breath and like just was still. Like just how the you just saw like I don't know it was just perfect like uh, how they planned that or like if it was planned um, I don't know it was just very beautiful um, yeah every time someone dies it's really uh well yeah Sonny's death wasn't very beautiful but like no. uh, well beautiful no, in the, the sense there's, of there's always the meaning behind yeah, it yeah. Uh, you know the the way they sent after. After Luca Brazzi dies, the way they send the fish to the Corleones because Luca Brazzi sleeps with the fishes. Uh, and Tony's PTSD of uh, of pussy uh, Billy, Billy Bass. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> like that. And then there's also the Not scene PTSD. in like episode three of The Sopranos where you remember Brandon Fol- Brandon Falone, who was Chrissy Moltisanti's like boy in the first couple episodes oh, okay. of the series, who was an absolute douchebag, mm-hmm. way in over his head. Uh, whenever uh, Junior's boy shows up and shoots him through the eye, mm-hmm. his eyes were too big for his stomach. That's what they say, and uh, they reference the Godfather when they, whenever they say, "Oh, they shot him through the eye because of this." Uh, his eyes were too big for his stomach. They do that in the Godfather to the guy who. Uh, owns part of the casino and he was mm-hmm. like nah you don't buy me out i buy you out like 
your eyes were too big for your stomach, bro. Now you're getting shot through the eye. Um, hmm. I didn't, yeah, I didn't even put those two. Yeah. I didn't even, yeah, I guess well, that, I only uh, put it together because I, 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 I've also listened to a bunch of Sopranos podcasts mm-hmm. since, uh, since I've watched that episode, but I remember them expressly referencing being like, well, you know, they shot, they like, they break down a couple different yeah. meanings of things and they're like, well, they shot him through the eye because his eyes were too big for his stomach. And they're just talking about it so casually. And it's like, they just murdered a guy though. Like that, that guy is dead now. Yeah. Like in the Sopranos, do they lit- like, they name drop the Godfather, like on multiple occasions. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I think that was one of the occasions they did. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I I'm saying. They, literally like, they, like, they expressly, they expressly yeah, like, mention this scene. Like in The Godfather, yeah. Like, yeah, like in The Godfather. His eyes were too big for Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh. Just when I thought I was out. <laughs> bring me back in. Or what is, uh. They pull me back They pull me in. back in. Pull me. Yeah, I always, uh. I always get one word wrong. Uh, <laughs> there's always, there's always bound to be one. Um, uh, I did. I did like the scene, and I, I I have more to say about this scene, but I'm gonna have to wait on it, uh, for you to mm. do to finish. Uh, but the scene with Michael Corleone, uh, the whole plan they laid out to take out uh the NYPD captain mm. and uh, Sol- uh Solozzo. Or something like that, S O L L O Z Z O, or something like that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whenever they they're like, "All right, go to the bathroom. You'll have there'll be a gun there. Come back out. Get these men." I was like, "Okay, that's that's a quick, efficient plan. Uh, they really they really know what they're doing." And he 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 comes back out and he like he's like, "All right," because he was told to come right back out and do it. So like when he comes back out. And sits down for a second, and you're like, okay, maybe he's not going to go through with it. He's going to be the good boy. He's going to be all right. And then he, and then the guy says a little too much, and he's like, all right, all right. <laughs> like I was just like, oh, fuck. That yeah. Uh, to the cop, he gave two to the head, or at least one to the neck, one to the head. But uh, the, the other guy only got like, one. Yeah, yeah. Uh... It, and it's like you watch the bullet go into his head, and then he just like sits there and then he shoots him again and you're like oh my god damn like uh yeah you got the uh he he got the job done i at first i thought the gun wasn't there because like he struggled to find it a little bit i'm like wait did they like did they not get it there like what like and then he pulled it i'm like okay so he's still killing him and then he sits down like wait he's not killing him and uh, yeah it was the back and forth uh i i mean perfectly intended to do so Definitely, like, was was their intention to go back and forth? Oh um, yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, it was like it, truly that's like everything in the movie. Nothing in this movie is like uh, it's all on purpose. Like everything has a purpose to the story. There's nothing that just feels filler, even though it is a three hour movie. Like it all feels purposeful and like ah. Uh, I mean, that's just what makes this movie so good. It really is just three hours of great content the whole way through. Like, and that's incredible that you can make a movie this long, but still have people so invested the whole way through. That, you're right. Like, I was just like, I will say, it was so much 
that there is a pretty there's a pretty big part of this movie that I forgot about that I just found in my notes and I went on I went earlier saying how uh, Michael Corleone is a uh, pretty faithful to his girlfriend. Okay. Uh, he had a relationship with a woman who was killed in a car bomb mm-hmm. uh, that was intended for him. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, his other wife. Um, yeah. Was, were they married or were they engaged? I think they got married. Well, I don't see, know. I don't think. But... I don't think he was with Kay at the time that no. that whole thing played out. It was just like, yeah, it he was. Uh... He went into hiding after killing those two guys. Over there in the motherland, he he fell in love. Kate with the was woman. sending him letters and trying to call him like many many yeah. times. Okay, okay, yeah. so it wasn't a it wasn't a fidelity thing. It was like a I I I'm on the lamb. Like I I'm gonna live my life <laughs> now. But uh, okay, that makes me feel better about it. And it was kind of like a love at first sight between them two. Like they oh, saw dude, each I other. I loved it. I loved it. Like now mm-hmm. that I'm thinking back on it and reflecting, I'm like I really liked them. And like I I my. I had two notes in a row that went, no, not Sonny. No. And then no, all caps. No, not Mike's girl. Like I was like, no, fuck. No. That was the last note I took of the movie. I was like, fuck this. I'm in the only like thing that could hold me back from, you know, Michael being like good with girls is that immediately after his, like she died in the car bomb, like went right back. Like, uh, I guess he was no, because he was back in New York for he said like a year, actually. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There no, he actually time that. jumps. So in never this mind. Movie. Yeah, like because yeah, he's there's actually a, there's a point where we take a time jump and they're just like, oh yeah, and Michael and Kay have a kid now, and you're just like, oh okay. Mm-hmm. Like and he's uh, just playing with Vito. That's all. At first, uh, I was wondering if they like if Michael was lying to Kay about like him being back for a year. Um, I think there was genuinely a massive time yeah. jump. At first, I was expecting the next scene, and they're like, uh, "Dad's real sick," uh, and like we hadn't seen any of that, so Mm -hmm. like it had to have developed over a certain amount of time. Because I thought his answer, like whenever she was like, "How long have you been back here?" I thought he was going to be like, "I just got back, and like I needed to like like you're the first person I came to." Like that's what I was expecting, but then he was like, "Been back a year," and I was like, "Whoa." Like, yeah, like and they don't make it clear that there's yeah. been a time jump. They're just like a time jump happened and it's a year later now. Uh, you just got to got to be paying attention and pick that up through the dialogue. Yeah. I'm glad that he uh, took a year, though, that 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 he didn't just go straight to her even you know, like he was devastated. So all this to say, I guess I'm coming back around on the idea that Mike might not actually be that shitty to women. Like, obviously, he's running a business that uh, in part deals uh, in know uh, prostitution so automatically that comes with a little bit of a uh, disrespect for women in general but uh you know unless they're all in on it for themselves like they really want to do it if that's what you want to be doing do you you know what i'm saying all the power to the to our sex workers do you (laughs) uh but you know i have a feeling that in 1972 the mafia wasn't running the most friendly uh service for our sex workers uh no (laughs) <laughs> I just I would just have to have that suspicion. Uh we could put the two and two together. They usually uh try to milk out as much money as they can for themselves and the person who they're getting the money from usually doesn't benefit a whole lot. So we're at all. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of the it's kind of the way of things, but uh shit man, I don't really have a ton else to say about this movie. I uh I really 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 enjoyed it. And I think that our ratings here at the end will reflect that. Uh, I think I I think this one's got a good a good future uh, in 
as far as being one of our higher rated ones in all of the 52 uh, weeks, all of the 52 films, maybe more films. We don't, uh, we might be covering a couple for a few years out there. I know 1994 is going to be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I yeah, think... man, you got any, any last thoughts here on this movie? Um, Hmm. It's just such a long movie. Like, I know we probably missed stuff, but, you know, we didn't need to talk every inch of this movie. Uh, I think uh, mainly everything I was wanting to say, I said. Um, I hit all my notes, you know. know, uh, I rarely had any notes, so um, not much I can really refer back to, sadly. But, I mean, honestly, it's just a token of how good the movie is that I just didn't even think of taking notes during. Um, I feel that. I feel that. You got a favorite character? I think uh, just Michael. I just liked uh, because I I had no idea where his story was going at all, and him That's starting cool. as just like this war hero coming back was really interesting. Yeah, his storyline was just really cool. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, yeah. I mean, how how can you not go Vito Corleone? Yeah, I mean, like, like it, it's kind of hard to to not pick him. Uh, I'm I'm a, and like obviously I think that's all in all the favorite, but I'm gonna go another route too. I'm gonna go Sonny. Uh, I really enjoyed Sonny's character and another character whose storyline I didn't know where it was headed. Um, I I appreciated. I knew he was a hothead, uh, and he's in obviously when you're in the mafia that comes with violence, uh, and therefore I don't like him. Mm. He was a he was a fascinating character though is is ultimately what I mean and uh, I do appreciate that uh, he was always there to ride for and protect his sister from the dude who was beating her who ultimately dies at the hand of Michael true uh, which Actually. I really enjoy and that's ultimately what gets him killed she calls him and is like I need your protection this guy is beating me he's lying he lied to you he's like I'm out I'm going to you right immediately. now immediately. He gets to the toll booth and gets fucking clapped. But uh, that's an, honestly uh, a scene that I forgot about that I really enjoyed was the first time that he beat the crap out of that guy. That Sonny like did him in and was like, if you touch my sister again, I will kill you. And then, and then she, he and then he did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude legitimately got a trash can thrown at his head. Like, uh, I don't I don't know how he could have faked that. I don't know. Maybe it was like a soft made like trash can that was made for that purpose but like it legitimately hit that dude in the head like uh... oh yeah he beat the shit out of that guy like that was one of the more entertaining like and that was one of the more mafia scenes you see like they're just they ran this dude down in the middle of the street beat the fuck out of him threatened him told him you know you ever do this again you're fucking dead and then they left and everyone was there and they were just like all right that's that bye guys uh show's over but i wish like uh you know, I, I usually don't condone violence, but, like, if someone ever did anything like that to my sister, like, I'm not a fighting guy, but, like, I would like to I'd think, want to. Yeah, I'd want, know, to, like, I'd want to legitimately beat the crap out of a guy. Yeah, protect their honor. Like, that's yeah. just, like, how that's just how it goes. You know I mean, like, women, I get the, you know, women can stand up on for themselves and stuff now. That's It's a little bit of a different time and such, but, you know, you beat the, you, you beat my sister up. I don't know, like, that feels like it calls for physical retribution in some way. Yeah. Uh, and obviously they, there's a couple times where they're like, well, hey, what you're asking for doesn't fit the bill of the crime. They didn't kill this guy, so we won't kill them. 
we can we can make we can beat the shit out of them the way they beat the shit out of him though if it's you funny want that, yeah they have these rules you know yeah in in this business but i'm trying to think of uh rating this movie there's one rating that is very easy to make and it's the genre rating how this fits the genre it's a five it's a five out of five just because it is the mafia movie it's maybe a 4.9 compared to godfather part two after i watch it but uh yeah see that's the thing is that like i i, I don't know i don't know if i want to leave room to go up there or if i'm just like maybe both these movies are that good to me and frankly say, right now both those movies are that like i'd say as, as it fits the genre that's a five out of five it, it is the genre it create like you practically know, created the genre almost um so I, I give it a five out of five there now we just have the two like legit ratings uh as a film and how we enjoyed it um as a film i'm like i'm going 4.9 out of five thank you okay yeah okay good because i'm right there with you i was uh i don't want to give like this early like uh Given a movie a five in the film category, like. And you know what? I'm going to bring it down a little bit. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 4.75 out of five. Uh, Cause I, I feel like if I got a 4.9 at it, I might as well just throw it. I, I might as well just throw it a five at that point. But like, I can feel a little bit more comfortable at a 4.75. Uh, I think that fits. And, uh, because here's the thing, it's like there were there were moments in this movie where I was like, I do see how iconic this movie is and how great it is, but it's dragging here. Mm. You know, like there there were moments where I was like, all right, come on, let's go ahead and push this forward a little bit. And and for that, I'll I'll get I'll get a, I'll give it a little bit of a of a a step down, just just a tad bit too. You know, point one five. That's not a huge difference. Uh, 4.75 out of 5 is almost a fucking 5. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm sitting. I think it's, it's nearly perfect. Mm -hmm. It's nearly perfect for me. Uh, the characters are fantastic. The directing is fantastic. The acting is fantastic. It was so well written. Uh, the music fucking glorious. Like, in terms of my enjoyment of this film, that straight up is a 5 out of 5. Okay. Uh, I, I loved this movie. Uh, it was so fun to watch. And I'm so glad now that I have watched it. Like you were saying earlier in the, in the show, like it, I am also thankful that I waited until I was this age to watch it, uh, mm. just because, uh, I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like I get it a lot more than I would have at a different point in my life. And obviously the sign of good art is if I'll rewatch this again in five to 10 years and go, okay, now I get it even more. Mm -hmm. Okay, now I get it even more. Like mm. you just you just keep you keep learning about these same things. And as far as I'm as far as I can see, that's probably going to be the case with uh, Francis Ford Coppola's opus here, The Godfather. Uh, so yeah, give me your ratings here too. Uh, I'm right there with you. As I enjoyed it, it's a five. As a genre, it's a five. I, I'm very comfortable giving it five out of fives there. And uh, I think four point seven five is about right as a film because. I do feel like there is a little room for improvement. You know, we have to leave room for improvement for a movie that could be better than this. And hearing the Godfather part two, you know, I'm not, I, I don't want to go into the movie thinking it just is better. Exactly. Um, See, and that's the other thing is that like, we can't like, I don't want to make that the reason I'm giving yeah. this a 4.75. Like 
all the reasons I said are the reason it's a 4.75. Like, I'll know a 5 out of 5 movie when I watch a 5 out of 5 movie. And frankly, for me, almost, but not quite that 5 out of 5. I didn't exit this going, Jesus Christ, that was a perfect film. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At Looking at the other ratings, we gave MASH a 2.5 as a film. We gave A Clockwork Orange 4.25. This makes sense. This it, it is better than both of them. Like, uh, it's not miles better than A Clockwork Orange, but it is still better. So, like... Well, there's the, there's just a degree of resonance you get more from this, like, uh, 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 well, we're Americans. So, like, mm-hmm. this American story, like, this iconic American storytelling in the Mafia movie as opposed to A Clockwork Orange in a dystopian futuristic London. With uh, our... Uh, our ratings, it gives this an overall score of a 4.92. And that just, it feels right. Like uh, a 4.75 as a film and a 5 and a 5. Like, I feel very comfortable with that. 4.92, that feels right. Um, so where does that leave us so far here? 1970, 71, 72. What do we got? Uh, so we got then? MASH. As a film, 2.5, we enjoyed it a 2.5. And as a genre, we gave it a 3. So it's an average of 2.67 for MASH. Okay, that's fair. Uh, for A Clockwork Orange, we gave it a 4.25 as a film, a 4 as an enjoyment. And at, at its genre, we gave it a 5, giving it an average score of a 4.42. The Godfather, a whole half half point less than The Godfather makes sense Mm -hmm. uh, to me. Yeah, it. it, I think these are like these are fitting. We found a really. I feel like we found a really good rating system here that mm. we are. uh, We're going to stick to from here on out. I'm. uh, I'm interested to see what what how that goes next week with American Graffiti, Mm. our 1973 flick, uh, George Lucas, and also produced by Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, so we got we got a nice little back to back to back for Francis Ford Coppola here in terms of production or involvement, I suppose, because mm-hmm. uh, 73 will be American Graffiti and 74 will be The Godfather Part Two. Uh, so, yeah, you got any any last thoughts here? I think uh, I think we got it. And I think a four point nine two fits this movie. I'm comfortable with that. I'm uh I'm as comfortable as I was at the end of this movie's ending. Um right. Yeah. What a right. what a movie, man. What a fucking movie. Uh so yeah, with that, this was the Penny Bloom podcast. I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Uh, oh, it is always a pleasure and I cannot 49 wait. 49 more 40 49, yeah, 49 more weeks, 52 total, 49, three have been gone, 52, 51, 50, 49 left. Uh, that's how that works. That's math. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you would, head to patreon.com slash corobloom, C-O-R-O-B-L-O-O-M, where you'll find well over 20 hours of exclusive content, bunch of... Uh, art that I've created that's exclusive to that website, not available anywhere else. And the money I make from that always goes back into the podcast uh, because it costs money to put this thing on. I'm not getting, not getting paid for ad reads or anything. Uh, if you, if you are interested, if you work for some sort of ad agency and you want to provide us with some ads, I, I'll take your money. I'd love that. Uh, but uh, 
Hell yeah. I mean, head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, where you'll, you'll get some updates over the next year on what movie we'll be covering every week and, uh, what to expect, uh, uh, release wise. Like, uh, like I said earlier, I mentioned 1994 is going to be a fun year because that was so jam packed with so many classic movies. And as of right now, we're planning on doing maybe a few podcasts the week that we'd be covering 1994. So, uh, just, just follow, uh, at Penny Bloom Pod for updates like that. Head to Instagram and follow at Penny Bloom Podcast where I put up every, every episode. I put up a graphic for what we covered in that episode. And if you're, if you're fucking with the podcast and, you're not keeping up with us on Twitter. That's the best place to know what's available on the most recent episode. Uh, so fuck. Yeah. Enjoy. I hope you guys keep joining us on this journey of 52 years through film, 1970 through 2022. And, uh, hell yeah, man. I mean, peace, love and bloom. And look how they massacred my boy. Oh, I knew you were going to. Yes. 